0: Hello and welcome to the Behind the Scenes Tech Podcast, I'm your host Guy Cocker and welcome to the show that pulls back the curtain of the tech industry, talking to its movers and shakers and bringing you a weekly fix of news, gossip and anything else that we can fit into an hour. My guest on this second show is one of my personal favourite UK YouTubers. Uh, he started his career at What Laptop Magazine, T3 and Tech Radar over at Future Publishing and then worked for Mobile Choice and was the editor of website Recombu and more recently has launched the YouTube tech channel TechSpert. Uh, which now has 221,000 subscribers. His name is Chris Barraclough. Chris, welcome very much to the show. Thank you for having me, Guy. Uh, so anyone that's watching on our live stream, please join me next time on, on YouTube, and we're live now as we record. Uh, this is my front room. Chris has been very kind enough to, to come over and uh, join me in Croydon uh, <laughs> for the glamour. Always a pleasure. Uh, thanks very much. So so for people that don't know you, you've got this channel that's um, that's called Techspurt, it's important to get the the, the naming right on this. <laughs> it's tech and then spurt, and then spurt, and then S P U R T spurt, which I think is <laughs> uh, is emblematic of kind of the sense of humour that I like about your channel. I know we were in the pub a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling you it's, it's sort of you get that feeling that it's a it's a British sense of humour that I really like.
1: Yes, I've I kind of yeah, that's what I thought I'd go for because there, there are an abundance, obviously, of tech channels on YouTube. So so many. Um, but the vast majority are sort of U.S. based, and the vast vast majority are sort of they—they they not dour or anything, but they are quite mm. serious. They take a very straight-edged approach to it all. Um, so I thought, because there's not that many British channels, maybe sort of bring a bit of sort of a British sort of sense of humour to it all, and uh, it's a bit of fun with it because you know, I mean, smartphones and everything. I love tech, but it can be very very dull if it's yeah. just presented in a very straightforward fashion, just listing and off specs or whatever. You know, try and have a bit of fun with it, make it entertaining as well as informative, I guess.
0: Yeah, and sort of the thing that I have from, from noticed from 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 watching a lot of YouTube is that you do get a lot of um, American ones that are incredibly polished. Not to say that your videos aren't polished, <laughs> but it's just that sort of you know, you'll make a silly cutaway gag or you'll sort of have something that's ridiculous or funny, and I, I kind of like that about your videos. So, thank you. Tell us <laughs> about the pro- Tell us about the process. Because we were just talking ahead of um, going live that. You you try and you try and knock out or or, use a different phrase. I think (coughs) yeah, Uh, slightly different phrase. Knock out um, a video a day, which must be quite challenging. Kind of, it must be a a constant flow of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, luckily in the tech world, it's it's moving so fast. There's so much stuff coming out now, especially now a lot of the Chinese brands like uh, Oppo, Xiaomi, things like that are getting big uh, Mm -hmm. in the UK and Europe. Uh, there's lots of tech to cover, um, and luckily, you know, you can do something like an unboxing video. Fairly straightforward. It's just generally a sort of a one-take thing. Uh, you know, unbox, pull it out of the box, and then just kind of just take the users on a tour of it all. Uh, show off the different features and everything. Something like that would be very straightforward. You don't need to script it or anything. Editing is very straightforward. You just cut out the the bits where I swear and fall over a bit or whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so something like that's easy you know, reviews obviously take a bit longer, but it's I, f- I find it's great to get something up every day, and then yeah. you, uh, you know the viewers know what to expect. They know there's going to be something going live, and
0: uh, yeah, no, it's just good to keep that sort of flow going, I guess. And so you're 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 doing this mainly from from home at the moment. You're in the process of maybe building a new studio. You're saying yes. the soundproofing and damn tell us about that, Joe, because you because you were from um, you were the editor of a, of a big website, Rakombu, hmm. and you've gone into doing your tech channel. And you do have this very broadcaster-y kind of voice. It's a style which suits, <laughs> which suits YouTube. But, um, you know, tell us about that journey, about deciding to go and do it I'm, on your own. See, I've never thought of my voice as broadcaster.
1: I've always hated my voice. Yeah, and, uh, you used this very nice tone. Chris, yeah, yeah. When, whenever I had to do vi- videos for Future or something like that, uh, I was always like, oh God, I'm going to say, you know, I've got these really nice, posh, uh, you know, <laughs> s- s- softly spoken people who, you know, they present nicely, you know, mm. like proper traditional British presenters. And then you got me going, are you all right? It <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's good, that, <laughs> it's good that you think that. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's I guess, um, I'm, I'm trying to build up a kind of studio environment at home. It's basically just my, my garage sort of with all the bits ripped out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as you say, like bits of form stuck up everywhere. Um, so I've got something semi-professional because, um, as you pointed out, quite a lot of the American dudes, they've got like their big studio set up. I don't know if they rent them, if that's actually the houses where they live in, who knows. Uh, but it would be nice to have something that looks a bit more pro rather than just me sat on my couch at home, just banging on about stuff. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully now that I've got to that sort of level where people are actually watching my videos, which is slightly terrifying. Yeah. To yeah, to make them look a bit more pro.
0: That's funny that you mentioned that the accent thing because I I don't feel like I'm doing it now but I am subconsciously doing it. I, I'm you're from further north than I am but it's mm. I I'm from the north. I subconsciously kind of drop that and oh, those northernisms and yeah, exactly, yeah. I think you lean into them. You're like you you're proud of obviously. Yeah, clarity. I mean
1: it's not it's not conscious.
0: It's mm. uh, it's, it's
1: just a product of uh, you haven't grown up in Sunderland for 30, you know, 20 years twenty odd years. Um, so yeah, and every time I go up north, of course, and I like lapse into full on northernism. Uh, so I'm pretty much indecipherable to to anyone else who doesn't come from the sort of northeast, but I, I can't really win because down here everyone's like, oh you bloody northerner!" And then I go up <laughs> there, they're like, "Oh, you sound all posh and southern now." Yeah, so I'm yeah. kind of like You've a, changed, a halfway... yeah,
0: I am. Yeah, I've, I've changed. changed. <laughs> I'm kind of an in betweener now, I guess. So what's um, what's getting you excited at the moment? What, what have you been uh, What have you been playing with? What have you been using? I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about Huawei's uh, P40 in, in the news, but yeah. but is there anything that's um, that's getting you excited at the moment in tech? At the moments where well, it's kind of that funny thing, well,
1: obviously MWC twenty twenty was absolutely uh, destroyed by a good old coronavirus, or mm-hmm. our friend and buddy. Um, so that means that all of the launches that should have happened then are kind of trickling out now. So we've got Nokia coming up next week. Uh, Which should be hopefully a new flagship and some new sort of good mid ranges, more affordable phones. Mm. So, looking forward to that. They normally, uh, they're normally some pretty interesting tech. It'd be really good to see Nokia produce a really stunning flagship again. Yeah. Because the 9 Pure View, great camera if you know what you're doing, if you want Mm -hmm. to get really some nice professional shots. Um, But in terms of the actual handset itself, it was a bit of a letdown. So, it'd be Mm. great to see them really produce some stunning flagship tech again um and i've been playing with the oppo find x2 pro which yep. uh, was just launched last friday again that was supposed to happen at mwc mm. and that's a nice premium bit of tech in fact i've got it right here in nice i'll slip it out for you guys. yeah yeah um it's got a lovely vegan leather backing Excellent. on it I, I thoroughly approve as a, as a, as a vegetarian not quite <laughs> they, part-time they, vegan not quite full-on vegan yet um but yeah a lovely sort of salmony pink i think they call it orange like, to me, it doesn't look orange. It looks it's really nice. nice, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm just partially colorblind or what. Uh, but yeah, you've got a nice soft feeling. Have a, I, have a stroke I, of that. Can, can I you hold you it up for the viewers who are watching on yes, the, on the there stream?
0: You go. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. So this is uh, this is launching in the coming weeks. So, this, so is this is
1: launching in April time. In April. So this is kind of an early release. Very nice camera on everything. Yeah, you can yeah. Check out my unboxing and everything if, if you're interested. I'm uh, good old tech experts. Um, but it is very, it's going to cost over £1,000 when it comes to the UK. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I try to do as much as possible on my channel is feature the more budgety, friendly stuff because yeah, sure. again it's something that you see a lot on YouTube everyone covers the iPhones to death mm. Samsung's big launches but then when it comes to the more affordable stuff that they tend to sort of get kind of cast aside or sure. maybe briefly mentioned um, obviously not everyone's got 50 60 quid a month to drop on their smartphones so. well
0: sure I mean and also do you, do you find that the actual manufacturers do the events for them. It seems, you know, I remember going to one for Samsung last year, one of their yeah. mid-rangers. I can't, I can't even, it's bad, but I can't remember. one the Air Series stuff. Um, yeah, I think it was, Port- it was Portugal, I think. It was the Air Series, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But the, the big launches—the big iPhone, the big Oppo—the bit they get the the flagships get the launches, but the yeah. mid ranges sort of get snuck in. It's
1: kind of like oh, and by the way, yeah, here you go. It's like it's uh, Sony's big launch. They released their budget L four series smartphone the week before. Yeah, and it was just kind of a press release, and that was that done right. with, and then everything else kind of came at the actual launch. And uh, Samsung, like now, as you mentioned them, like obviously the flagships—they're really big on the flagships. They did the big S twenty launch lately. Mm. The only device they seem to really be seeding is the Ultra, which is the crazy expensive one with a hundred times space zoom and all that shenanigans. Um, And if you try to get a budget device out of them, like an A-Series phone, they just don't have them. They say, "Mm, sorry, we don't have any review devices. So it's really weird because those are actually the phones I prefer from them. They're probably great value for money. They've still got some pretty decent camera tech, those stunning AMOLED displays. And they're like three, 400 quid instead of a grand. Do you find
0: people are searching for those phones? Oh, well? yeah, 100%. They're, they're, actually, they're not just going into the store and going, right, I need to upgrade to something and I don't want to spend more than £30 pounds a month. And so they're, they're, they're then getting pushed towards the A, whatever. They are actually research. They are researching. I think, yeah, yeah. The, the
1: people are getting a bit more savvy that they don't yeah. need to spend a crazy amount of money mm. on a flagship phone. Um, and I don't know if it's just my particular viewers, they know to expect the sort of, I cover the sort of mid-range to the value stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the requests I get from them are generally for the likes of the A series stuff, Honor mm-hmm. smartphones, um, up or things like, like Xiaomi I get a lot of requests for. Yeah. Um, which they know are going to be sort of, you know, £200, £300, mm. but
0: do everything they need to do. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah. No, so, kinda... And actually, that's a good point. I mean, that leads into my next question, which is, it's not that you have a niche for yourself, but it's you. You, you do definitely cover those sort of more value funds, and the, and the and the video that I watched and commented on recently was you saying, look, you know, the iPhone 11, whatever it's been, six months now, is it six months? Six, six months. months, yeah. Totally. Um, you know, it's 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 double the price of something that that is as good. Yeah. Like you were quite negative about the whole thing. Yeah. Which I thought I, was good. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. I'm I'm an Apple I'm I'm an Apple guy. I've got the iPhone 11. Hmm. It's it's been a while in the, the sort of last generations of iPhones where i've been genuinely excited about about the new one yeah uh, but you you were you were coming down hard on it what do you what do you think at the moment is is lacking from the Apple phones, and what do you, what do you think is a, is a better alternative at like I, sort of 500 pounds? I just think they're kind of resting on their laurels, to be honest. Mm. I haven't seen any genuine innovation from them in oh, forever.
1: All their phones are kind of like, so the, 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 you know the one big change physically on the new one was to make the camera, shall I say, even more big and mm. ugly and weird. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you can't fault the camera tech's really nice, the display tech's really nice, um, but as a whole overall package, it doesn't really offer anything that, you know, a £400 Oppo phone yeah. uh, offers. You know, one of my favourite phones from last year was the Asus uh, Zenfone 6. Fantastic smartphone, had a really innovative flip camera. Yeah. So you could use the uh, the same rear camera tech to shoot your, you know, selfie vlog. If you're into vlogging, you can shoot a 4K 60fps, you know, vlog. Uh, which you can't do with any other sort of smartphone mm. out there um you know stuff like that. and I think it's it's just it's especially tricky for iPhone users I guess because it's it's its own ecosystem, ecosystem and tearing yeah. yourself out of that especially if you spend a lot of money on apps on iTunes, things like that, and then planting yourself in something you're completely unfamiliar with like android it's 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 obviously gonna you know take some some real dedication to do that mm. Um, whereas, thankfully, if you're already in the Android world with something like Samsung, you can say, oh, okay, well, it's basically the same ecosystem, same set of apps and all that. I'll spend £300 on an Oppo or Xiaomi, whatever. And get a very similar experience, but you know, save save a bit of money for your beer fund or yeah, whatever.
0: for sure, for sure. I mean, the thing that I, the only thing I've noticed that I would uh, say against that is the iPhones. If you if you're getting rid of them and you're upgrading, they do kind of hold their value quite well. So if you if you're selling it after a couple of years, yeah. it does tend to hold a decent amount of value. I, I just, suppose if
1: you're doing like a trade in or so, as long you, as they haven't balked it with any delivered that 's right or anything <laughs> that 's right,
0: yeah, as long as it hasn 't been slowed down too much, yeah. yeah, I mean that was the story we covered last week was about the mm. um uh, iPhone users in America, if they were affected by, I think it was the iPhone 7 slow down um, gate or whatever, whatever it was, <laughs> then uh, then you were going to get about twenty five dollars back. It yeah, value now. for money, I'm sure. after <laughs> <laughs> you spent a grand and a half on a on a bit of tech. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what what else is so? What you see, folding phones. Have you are you excited um, about these at all? Um, or you...
1: uh, not really. Um, I mean, I, I you know from a technological standpoint, they're very impressive. You know, mm. some of the stuff. They do the hinge mechanisms and everything, that's fantastic, but you know, I mean, obviously, consumers don't care about how many separate individual components go into making up a hinge or anything, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just going to look at the price tag and go, That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, especially like the Huawei Mate XS, uh, XS is a very appropriate name for it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, great little device, you know. I t- the problem is, they don't really solve anything for me no. personally, like the, f- the likes of the Galaxy Fold. You open them up, and you know it's kind of like a tablet style thing. But if you want to watch a video, then you've got massive amounts of letterboxes. so you almost just want to watch it just like on the front screen. Yeah. At least you would do it if the front screen wasn't rubbish, right? Um, yeah. And you know, often it's like previous generation chipsets and not quite the best camera tech they could have. So you kind of spend the money just because it looks a bit fancy, and you know mm. if you pull it out, you meet Dave down the pub. He's going to be like, "Wow, that's amazing! What is that?" Yeah, um, but that will probably get old pretty fast.
0: That's right. Yeah, I mentioned it on uh, on last week's show when we were talking about the Samsung. The only the only person I know that actually has bought one of these is a is a mutual friend who works at Samsung. We were at the same party where <laughs> right. he, was, he was holding it. So I didn't know I don't know if he got a staff discount on it or anything, but I've, no, I've not seen anyone else sort of take the plunge oh, no. in the wild. Uh, and we, we work. You know, with tech fans, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I can't imagine many other people
1: have. No, exactly. At tech events, you see a flood of, of galaxy folds, never out in the wild as you see it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's hilarious as well because then everyone puts them in their pocket and they sit down. And because they're so big and heavy, they, they immediately slide out of everyone's pockets. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just hear clatter, Cuck. bang, <laughs> smash as these galaxy folds are flying out of people's
0: pockets what are the um, what are the downsides of of sort of of uh, running a uh, a mobile focused tech youtube channel is it is it the amount of events is it the amount of constant flow of phones cuz you said you know Oppo released a phone Last week, it's incredibly nice fun from what I've just seen of it. And now it's on to whatever the next thing is. It's just
1: the next thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because um, obviously, if you you know work for like a tech radar yeah. or a CNET or anything mm. like that, you've got a team of people. So yeah. each person can have their own sort of specialization. They can dedicate themselves to that. Um, so I try and cover some stuff outside of smartphones as well. Things like laptops, uh, VR yeah. gaming I'm trying to sort of cover because I think that's quite an interesting Area. Yeah, you've got a, um, a
0: video on the best VR games, I think. Yeah, you? exactly,
1: best PS, PS VR games, and I'm a big fan of the Oculus Quest. I think that's the yeah. sort of the way forward for all that sort of complete
0: freedom of, yeah, uh, yeah. of movement and the, the hand-tracking and everything is incredible. That's, uh, on a side note, that Half-Life game is coming out um, mm. at the end of the month I don't know if it's is it on Oculus Quest. I know it's, it's on. It's not yet. No. It might eventually come Hopefully to. Hopefully, I think point. they're probably going to keep it for as long as possible as an exclusive yeah. for the, the Steam VR. Yeah, that's right. Jobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about playing that. But yeah. sorry, so you're saying you cover other things. You cover yeah, that's things to try and cover bits. But I, as you say, like smartphones
1: alone, you can easily run a channel just dedicated to smartphones, especially if you cover the whole range of stuff. Because like every month, Motorola by itself, I've lost track of how many phones. Yeah. they've yeah. they've launched now. People joke that I've become the Motorola channel. It seems like every other week. I'm I'm covering another one yeah Um, and then with the likes of Oppo and Xiaomi launching in the UK now you've got a flood of budget phones uh, to cover as well so it's kind of a shame it would be nicer to have a slower you know especially uh, when you get peaks like MWC for things like that you get so many phones at once Uh, so it would be nice to spend a bit of time you know, really dedicating yourself to one phone and then sort of slowly move on to the next one mm. when you feel like you're ready well and having to chop and change. Sometimes I can unbox a phone and I'll do a camera test but I won't actually be able to get around to a full review because there's mm. just no time. Yeah, right, which right. Which is a shame. I might try and get back to it in three or four months and sort of, See how it's doing or whatever, but so yeah. it's the
0: it's, it's the churn. I mean, you mentioned mm. we, we met each other when originally when I was at Gamespot and you were into your video games and you've gone into tech as well, similar to to, to, to yeah. as I have, but. um yeah, so you still get time to play the odd game and so you special, specialised in VR but are you, is there anything yes. else that you're playing at the moment? Um,
1: no, I mean, this is the annoying thing. I've got the PS4, I've got mm. Xbox One and all that and I literally, I turn on my Xbox so I, uh, to play DVDs for my four-year-old uh, daughter. I'm trying to get her into Dog Tanny and all the classics right, I right. used to watch. <laughs> uh, and that's it. I don't get really get a chance to play a PlayStation or Xbox mm. or anything, which is a real shame because I've you know, got a bit of Game Pass or something like that. Yeah. You know, the, the world is open. You can try as much as you want and another one is um, the NVIDIA G Force now as well.
0: Yeah, so you've been that. using that because so that's rolled a out bit. beta now, hasn't it? Yeah, so
1: it's now full on. It's a full on service. It's free to play, or you can pay. I think it's five pounds a month, and you can uh, you get priority, basically priority yeah. access. You don't get booted after like an hour or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so that's great if you want to uh, play PC games, but in more sociable, relaxed, like you know, playing the living room with, yeah, with the yeah. kids, with the family, or whatever. Or if you're traveling, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You can get it on the go wherever, wherever you want. Kind of like the the Google Stadia or
0: Stadia, or however yeah. how you are supposed I to pronounce I was, it? I thought it was Stadia, but the thing that I've noted about that, I was using the GeForce Beta a lot, and mm. I think I, I almost I think it was because I had um, Nvidia set me up with a with a press account, and I used it, but it was always that it was always I, I wanted to use it when I was at you know in a hotel room or at my parents or whatever but it was never quite as slick as i wanted it to be yeah that's not nothing against nvidia none of them have been as quite as slick as i want them to be yeah but you're saying maybe it, that's they've gotten over that now
1: yeah touch to i've got the premium account and yeah. so far touch wood it seems to be very very smooth yeah, um, yeah. it's sort of obviously depends on factors like how much uh, how, how good your internet is yeah sure in your area how much how many devices you've got connected to it all yeah, yeah. so you hopefully like some wi-fi six will help to, to yeah, sort that out yeah, yeah. uh but yeah no that I, I try and do a bit again but to be honest 90 percent of my gaming these days is on the nintendo switch purely because you can take it out on the train when you are going to yeah. events things like that play it in bed at, you know 12 one o'clock when you yeah. can't get to
0: sleep or whatever yeah yeah yeah. so that's where the majority of my gaming it's is a great sleeping. console i mean it's sort of three years in now and it's and it's um you know, it's, it's had some absolute classic, old time classic games mm. released on it. You've got Animal Crossing coming, what, of course, next month, the end of this month, pretty soon. Um, yeah. uh, ho- hopefully, there'll be more of those Nintendo classics coming through. But it really has, you know, it's it's, it's one of Nintendo's best consoles already.
1: I think. 100 percent. I mean, I was a big fan of the the 3DS, obviously the Game Boy and mm. everything before that, purely because of the portable aspect, the fact you can play it wherever, and it's quite sociable as well. You know, playing on the bus or the train with other people yeah. and stuff. Uh, the fact that you can hook them up, and yeah, I love the fact that they're bringing out all these indie games. Yeah, I'm a massive uh, advanc- adventure game geek. Okay, so I'm loving that you've got a lot of adventure games coming to their classic ones and new ones. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. And then before we move on to this week's news, which I, I want to get your opinions on, mm-hmm. tell us a bit about your publishing. It's because you do you talk about this in general? I should have asked you ahead of the show. Publishing like, what, as in like books. B- yeah. Oh, well, like, my books. Oh God, I forgot I even did those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to, just because you had some experience of sort of independent. Yeah, publishing, right? that's so, right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yes, Um, so a while ago, before I had children and a YouTube channel Mm. and things that sort of sap my time and energy, um, I used to write books occasionally, you know, on a nice Sunday afternoon, I'd sit there in my pipe and slippers and uh, (laughs) smash out a uh, a sophisticated bubble. I thought
0: that's how people read books, I I didn't didn't (laughs) imagine someone sat there with a pipe and slippers. It was basically a
1: dark room, me, a Mm. pint of whiskey, and just, yeah, just smash it out basically, Um, and I used to drive toy nuts because she'd be like, are you you done yet, Can can we go out into the sunlight and do stuff? Uh, but yeah, so I wrote a series of gangster novels and mm. a couple of other sort of crime fiction-y type things, and uh, yeah, no, the Kindle was, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's still good, because I haven't published a novel in about five years, I think it was my sure. last one, uh, but it was a great little um, medium, because obviously traditional publishing, it's really hard to get picked up by an agent, a publisher, sure. there's so many people out there writing great good stuff, people, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so Kindle is a great way of just getting your stuff out there, and yeah, it, it was weird as well because um, my books were sort of getting maybe 12 or 13 downloads a week sort of thing, like sure. just sort of minimal sure. numbers, and then all of a sudden, like one week, I don't know what happened, Amazon must have featured it yeah. on something, and then suddenly the figures just like leapt up. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. wow, this is amazing. So uh, churn, 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 get as many novels out there as possible. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, it just massively nosedived.
0: I, rem- I, remember, um, reading, um, I remember reading a Wired... Article that was about the sort of those uh, romance novels that that traditionally ap- appeal to to a female audience. They would do very well on the Kindle store, and it, yes. was that same. Maybe that was the same for the crime genre. Yeah, I think well. the crime
1: is a popular genre in general, and yeah, I guess that it's one of those things where you get recommended if if certain people hmm. read other similar books by, yeah, a, yeah, by yeah. another author. Uh, they get recommended that stuff and yeah no amazon uh it was yeah it was good it was very easy to use very straightforward definitely recommend it for anyone who's uh, who wants to smash out a uh yeah. a novel a werewolf, werewolves and vampires romance novel or whatever and you and then just get and then just publish it yourself on and on then your yeah, platform just post yourself yes
0: yeah, it's, yeah it's, i mean it's, it's really interesting like my la- my latest thing of you know a lot of people in games talk about you know whenever there's a steam sale they'll, they'll buy something and then never mm-hmm. play it so yeah. they have this like you know, Steam library of shame that they've never played. Oh, my yes. la- my latest digital collection of, of money that I'm spending of shame is is the Kindle store because they do these like 99p days and they'll like be like, day, yeah. oh, you know, there's like uh, whatever there is. I'm trying to think of a recent example, but like a management book or like you know, um, a travel book or something. Something that I think, oh yeah, I, I should definitely get around to reading that. Add it 99p and then it goes into a library and then I never ever, right then, yeah. ever read it. But it's um <laughs> yeah it's, it, it like it's a good it's a good platform for hopefully that time when I you know retire in the Caribbean and I can just catch up on <laughs> any, all that any day now, man. any yeah. day now we can do the podcast from the Caribbean if you want to That'll you know, be, fly me out there for episode 100 um, or whatever yeah if I can get a sponsor that will uh, that Job definitely, done. That definitely happen so just to remind people so um, it's youtube.com slash techspurt s-p-u-r-t techspurt
1: yeah if you type in spurt into YouTube you'll probably get me third or fourth hit or yeah I like say, don't, maybe don't do that <laughs> <laughs> but, um, definitely don't type it into Google
0: don't type it into Google yeah. and, um, and you're also do you, I mean you, you're, you're obviously on Twitter because I've been tweeting a bit like yes uh, so I'm
1: C-bar UK, kind of yeah. an awkward handle which I've had forever but it's S-E-E-B-A-R-U-K. Um but again if you type in Texper or Chris Barcloth or whatever Barcloth's even worse to spell so don't even bother
0: yeah I was like am I getting this right when I was uh, <laughs> tweeting it out uh, we'll talk to Chris more shortly and cover the news but remember you can drop me an email always nice to hear from you guys whether it's a question or some general feedback or a guest that you'd love to um, see on an upcoming episode so it's guy at guycocker.com uh, let me know what you think about the show um, and please remember if you can to leave a review on Apple Podcasts hopefully we so we had the first um, episode go up last week with the Gadgets Boing and Gadgets John guys um, so I'm just waiting for Apple to approve the Um, the RSS feed so hopefully we'll be there very shortly Um, and it will also be on Google Podcasts as well but if you can leave a review once it's live that will really help uh, new people to discover and find the show uh, okay, time for some news this week. Uh, i picked out the week's biggest and most interesting news stories. First up is actually one that Chris chose. Uh, this is Huawei ditching the Paris event for the launch of its P40. So the upcoming Paris launch of the uh, of Huawei's new flagship, P- P40 Pro, which was due to pl- take place in Paris later this month. Was it next week? So
1: yes, it's March the 26th, so oh, not 26th next week, the, week, week after. after yeah, on the um, Thursday, yeah.
0: Has been cancelled. I've seen... Um, I've seen Huawei's PR contact who I who I know. Uh, he's been saying you know obviously disappointing but it's the most important thing is to just protect people's se- health and safety so um, they're disappointed but they can't wait to get this into the hands of users uh, and yes, so far in France has been 1400 confirmed. Uh, virus cases. You mentioned the word. You mentioned the word earlier. I was watching a, a video yesterday, Chris, um, about general financial performance because my pension and my general <laughs> stocks and shares have plummeted about fifteen percent in the last week, which is quite scary. Yes. Uh, so uh, he, he was saying any mention on YouTube of the C word, uh, the, the the virus related C word, is can get you punished on youtube so i was really like, yeah well apparently this is what he was saying I, again i don't know if that oh sounds god i love that sort of thing because i've just, said it so many times he, he <laughs> just he just said you know it, it's the virus that we won't name because it right. will, will get you punished apparently so so you said it already so we can say what, Sorry about no that. it's okay no, um i just was, was I wanting just, to get your, just wrecked your entire i, I don't <laughs> entire know setup. they Sorry. obviously they obviously do scan through videos and I, I, there yes. must be a reason for them not wanting to uh, maybe not punishing, but not wanting to promote videos with yes. that because there can be a lot of misinformation. Yeah, around which is
1: fair enough, you don't want to spread uh, the misinformation. Uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, sorry. So anyway, I, was, I, I just noticed that on a video yesterday when I, as I was preparing this, um, the script actually. Um, so yes, so we, we due to go over there or do you, do you do these events? Do you fly around? Yeah, so
1: I usually do quite a lot of these events and uh, obviously when well, we not the first one by any means to, to cancel its it's launch and do an online shindig instead. So, and I mean, to be honest, it's kind of makes... I kind of hope this sets a trend now anyway because right. often the manufacturers, they'll, they'll spend crazy amounts of money and they'll fly mm-hmm. people, like hundreds, if not thousands of people, all around the globe to this one location just to launch a phone and, you know, maybe some people can have a quick hands-on. Yeah. And, it, you know, I mean, obviously, in, in these days of carbon neutrality and all that kind of shenanigans, it's it's probably a bit sketchy. Mm. I think anything to do to limit that is good. And I think online launches work perfectly well. It, it mm. makes sense for... You know, local PR firms to say to journalists, come into the office, you can, you know, get the device, have a play around with it, get your hands on content, and then when we launch it, we'll just do it online, and then sure. everyone can stream it as long as obviously it it actually works because quite a lot of these live streams they often fall over. Yeah, somewhat. we had we had a little bit of trouble getting this one set up. Yeah, yes, yeah. but it's all good now. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah, <laughs> I should check that in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so hopefully this will actually set a precedent and uh, good old Greta will be on board with it all, I'm sure. And uh, Yeah, hopefully.
0: it's interesting having been to these events. I mean, it's fine when they're in London. I'm going to one on Friday that's just in a bar I used to go to, a gaming bar. And Sounds it, perfect, it, yeah. I used to actually live just around the corner from, so I spent too much time in, But which is great because you you get hands-on with the products, you get to talk to a representative, you get to you know, meet with other journalists, get, get their thoughts. But I've been on obscene launches and, and they've... They've gotten less and less extreme. You know, I've I, I remember going to one maybe about ten years ago with um, with Sony, and it was it was a private jet to Barcelona with a big, you know, in an incredible hotel in partying with you know bottles of champagne being brought to your table out to the early evening and uh, to the to the early morning, and then. Um, yeah it was for for a phone I think it was for the they did a a partnership for the PlayStation phone so it was a big it was a big one it was the first Sony Ericsson phone I think at the time to have a PlayStation um, partnership I remember this well now Um, and I remember I wasn't very impressed So, so I wrote a thing that was like I don't think it's any good, and they spent all that money, and it was and it was crazy. It's gotten it's gotten less like that, but there are still you know these launches that happen in far-flung places, and with all the added costs, and and I, and I think it's interesting because you're right. Obviously, uh, coronavirus very very serious. It's it's the right thing to do to not put people in danger, but also. Um, it might be a reckoning of sorts for these lavish press launches, where thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, sometimes of, of pounds are being spent on flying journalists around to try and impress them, and then, as we've talked about before, they just move on to the next thing. So yeah, exactly. Uh, do Do you think that it's going to then result in you know obviously a lot of people working from home at the moment? You're yeah. here because you're you know your, your partner has to work from home because of what's happening. So, do do you? Do you think that's a good thing in general? You're still going to get access to the products as you say. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's all about the access. That's all I I care about.
1: So yeah, if I can literally just stroll into a Covent Garden office or so or wherever and, yeah, have a play around with it and get some footage shot, that's all I care about. Sure. I don't don't need to be flown out to, you know. And also a lot of these, uh, I mean, like, the, the craziest one at the moment is definitely still Qualcomm. They still fly. Yeah literally thousands of people to a hawaiian resort every december to launch their new snapdragon yes sets, which you know, is a great bit of tech and it's um I, I love spending time with the Qualcomm guys but it's insane mm. <laughs> flying to the opposite end of the yeah, yeah, yeah. as much as i like sitting there with a you know a tia maria or whatever on a, on a hawaiian beach, on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well
0: this i mean this is the this is the point of the show really for for, for me is to sort of give people an insight into some of this stuff that, that goes on that we sort of take for granted as, as journalists or, or uh, content creators and um, it it's, it's really interesting because uh, I've I haven't been on that fabled Hawaii, uh, Hawaii sorry not Hawaii, Hawaii <laughs> trip, not Hawaii trip, Hawaii trip. Um, Qualcomm, I'm sure, sure my audience will know they make a lot of the chipsets that are in the, the the flagships and and actually just most of the um, Android devices out yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and modems and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yes, of course, yeah. So they make a lot of um, yeah a lot of five G stuff as well. And and basically they uh, because they use in every sort of um, device going. They have a, a lot of a big marketing budget, yes. And they will fly journalists out to these incredible places. Like I say, I haven't been to the Hawaii one, but I have. I have been on a night out in Las Vegas at CES and been at the, the um, at the Qualcomm table, and I'm still alive. And I'm still alive. And it, amazing. it's amazing. It's it's you know bottle service that will cost thousands of dollars per go oh it's and crazy it was, yeah put, put a sparkler in a
1: bottle of vodka and suddenly it becomes yes five thousand dollars or something
0: and get a, a parade of um, of young women to bring it out and party and it's <laughs> it's just it's, it's crazy But um, I think they just, they also want people to write positive things about Qualcomm. And Mm. sometimes, aside from a mention that it's got the latest Qualcomm chip in a phone, there's not a lot of focus on, or or the benchmarks, there's not a lot of focus on what Qualcomm does with the consumer press, maybe. Yeah, this is true, yeah. So I guess they need to
1: push that a little bit harder to actually get um, some proper coverage in your sort of traditional, sort of, not, you know, the less techy stuff, I guess. Yeah. That's sort of like people from, like, the broadsheets and stuff like that to actually cover and sort of gets the Qualcomm name into the the, the mass uh, sort of mindset, I guess.
0: That's it, and, and that association that you know you need to be looking for what Qualcomm chipset is in your mm. is in your latest smartphone. Although the the, the Samsung S twenty's got the, um, it's got a, over here. It's not got the Qualcomm. Yeah,
1: there. annoyingly they always put the Exynos one in, yeah. uh, which is never as energy efficient right. as the uh, Snapdragon. So you you'll see every time there's a new uh, Samsung flagship phone. You'll, you'll get Exynos versus Snapdragon videos. Do you know why that is? is it, it must be a cost-based thing. I, well, I've, I've never really got a straight answer from mm. Samsung, to be honest. So I'm not sure if they don't know themselves or, <laughs> or what what is going on. It's pretty weird, because obviously you, you get loads of Snapdragon phones in the UK and Europe, yeah. and yet for some reason, we always
0: get uh, fobbed off with the Exynos ones. That's right. So yeah, so, so a lot of these these, these, um, these trips go on, but maybe that will become less of a thing. I mean, hmm. to, be, to be brutally honest, I mean, we both moved away from sort of traditional press I think that the, 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 the amount that's spent on the traditional press versus the reach that influencers or content creators mm. or, or YouTubers or however you want to describe it have, I think there is an imbalance there in oh, the yeah. of time and effort and, and money that's spent there. But, um, but yes, it, it's, uh, I'm sure it's very nice to be flying out to Hawaii. Though. I, I've never been there. Uh, I would, I would, it's uh, kind
1: of mental because you're you're flying for, I think the, the trip there was about 26 hours. And it's always the same. You have to, change, back, you have to some, change. You have, some to, some you have to, to stop over in like Chicago or whatever. Yeah. And you're literally there for two days to cover the stuff. So you're, so you're, so you're flying sort of, more than you're... Exactly. You spend more time traveling than you do like sat on the beach. And in fact, it got to the point where I wasn't sure I was even going to be allowed into Hawaii because I got to customs and the guy did not believe I was just going there for two days. Right. To sit on the beach and cover a chips. So right, right, right. He it just blew his mind. He's like, like what, what are you doing? <laughs> you must be coming here to like blow up the country or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what so I got, like, yeah. I got escorted to the little back room oh, right, I got to, okay. I got to uh yeah, absolutely pap myself for yeah. for about half an hour. <laughs> Meanwhile my my flight was in about forty minutes time, so I was like, right, well even if I manage to get through this bit on will I yeah. even catch the
0: flight? Yeah. I've I've had that um I've only had that on a on a holiday where because I was in the US um journalists you need to have a visa to work over there so I I got so used to travelling on my visa I actually went to um, Florida on a holiday at the end of last year and I went to what is traditionally it was on a I think it was a two wheel Thomas Cook flight and it was a very touristy airport so I caused a whole load of trouble by saying no I'm just travelling on my visa and I got took into the back room and had everything like it took maybe three or four hours to like oh, get geez, interviewed yeah. and get, it's, it's not, I, I I thought I was going to be okay, but it's quite a scary, like <laughs> it's not what have I done here <laughs> yeah. kind of thing when uh, I should have just kept, traveled on my Esther or whatever.
1: But... Exactly. And no one can intimidate you more than an American customs yeah. guy. They, 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 all they, I they to do that. they stuff. enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. But obviously they're doing an important job and, uh, oh, yeah, it and, great um, job guys. All the rest of it. Any customs guys who happen to be <laughs> watching this live stream?
0: Um, Next news. Oh, before we move on, the the Huawei P forty. You excited? Yeah. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's one of these kind of like, uh, it's it's kind of awkward with the whole Google services things. Obviously, you sure. have to bring up the fact that it's not going to have the Google services, so therefore, it's going to make an impact in the Western market. Yes. But, uh, you know, pretty much everyone relies on Google in some way, shape, or form. Sure. The Google Play Store, obviously, the lack of that is going to sure. be a bigger mission uh you know there are ways around it you know you can certainly live with these devices absolutely fine but you do have to make compromises sure. uh, but the actual hardware itself is guaranteed to be really yeah, strong amazing. like the yeah. Huawei like, i just remember like three years ago Huawei's cameras were really mediocre on mm. its flagship phones and it is massively upped its games it's like the p20s basically uh, they've always been you know right at the top there rivaling apple samsung any mm-hmm. of them really um so ho- hopefully really strong camera tech i know, i know it's actually that uh some tech journalists have been hands-on with the phone. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but the phone was in a box, so they couldn't actually see it. They could literally just reach in through holes in the box <laughs> and grab oh the gosh. phone, Right. which I read this. I had to read it like on several different sites
0: just to make sure it wasn't like a piss take or something. <laughs> no, I didn't see this. No. Yeah, so um, it was... <laughs> because because when they did their foldable file I remember seeing that was in a box. So you couldn't have a hands. Yes, you, you could just see it. Certain people could have a, yeah. could have hands on, but I, I, I think we had uh, when I worked on stuff. It was um, someone else that had their hands on, but I saw it through through a box. But they've got what holes in the box? They, from it,
1: what um, it sounds like, basically, it's literally a box so you reach in, kind of like one of those things you do at a Halloween party. Yeah, round, and you put some jelly, in like and it's like, like oh, with zombie brains. <laughs> um, which I th- yeah, it seems bizarre. But then from a okay. Huawei perspective, it's genius because they basically they've now given a lot of tech journalists their hands on. With it, mm. so these journalists have then gone away and wrote up what is essentially a non-story yeah. about having. Oh yeah, it's a bit slippery, or I don't know, I don't know what you can say, say sure, about it. it sure. feels like a fun. Um, so they've got all these, you know, articles, columns out they've gone out there before the launches even happened It's in the
0: public mindset, yeah, and they haven't given anything away. So right, it's a genius right. move. I call me old-fashioned, but I feel like a hands-on needs to be when I'm. Having a hands on, it, I need to like be able to see it without unencumbered, without being an, without being encumbered by a box. That's why yes. <laughs> lowest, minimum entry. minimal
1: obstacles in the way. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, well, that's yeah. the world we live in now. Egg. Exactly.
0: Um, um. Uh, next news story is about the free Call of Duty. So, Call of Duty Warzone has just launched. I was trying to, I was actually playing um, a couple of games last night. So, I've got my PC in the corner. I was trying to see if this was available on PC, but it should, in theory, now be available as at as time of listening on. PC. PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation Four. Um, it's a uh, battle royale game. It's been um, it's been rumoured for a long time, and obviously they dally. They, they had a dalliance with um, a battle royale mode in the last Call of Duty. Uh, I'm I cover video games for a living, and I can't even remember what the last one was. So we had <laughs> we had Modern Warfare, and then we had Black Ops, and there was a there was a mode, there was a there was a battle royale mode in that. But this is a full free to play game. It's going to be it's uh, going to support one hundred and fifty players, which is uh, more than Fortnite's one hundred and Apex Legends' uh, sixty players. And um, although it will be a standalone free-to-play game, purchases of Modern Warfare will be able to transfer content like skins, custom so skins and equipment. So uh, yeah, what do you think? Is this this is obviously obviously the way that the industry is going? There was there were some analysts that were saying you know it's smart of Activision to get ahead of the curve. I actually feel like they're be, they're behind the curve. They, so yeah, they should have come out last whole, year maybe.
1: But, well, so. that's the thing. Like battle royals have been around for a while. Now, I mean mm. and PUBG, I remember playing that, but. Fuck two, three years ago Mm -hmm. or something like that was starting to get big Yeah, yeah. and obviously like so Fortnite is absolutely huge you can't walk into a toy store now without being just like Fortnite everywhere it's crazy you you would know this having
0: a is your 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 child's right. probably too
1: young, I guess. at four. Yeah, so she's four, so she's just getting into stuff like Kirby yeah. and things yeah. like that. She can just about uh, do a bit of that. She has not yeah, thank, she'll be beating me on on Call oh, of yeah. Duty in in a new year at all, guarantee, <laughs> to to 100%. No or two, guaranteed, hundred Have
0: you played? Do you play Call
1: of Duty or not? So I haven't. I, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty back in the day, up to like Modern Warfare and Black Ops and sure. stuff. Um, I play a lot of PUBG Mobile. That's my oh, only yeah. sort of yeah, real yeah. foray into the whole battle royale. Kind of thing because it's a great test for performance for smartphones that's phones. right that's right yeah. play around with the detail levels they got the you know they change the frame rate and uh, you can do a good bit of benchmarking with it um I, I suck at it as anyone who uh, has watched my reviews will will attest to um i'm lucky if i guess what sort of two or three kills before i'm often a horrific fashion
0: but it's um but like i say it's a good uh, test of performance i mm. gather more and more people are getting into Cod Mobile, which is is a reasonable facsimile of the main game as well. Yeah. So it's becoming it's becoming less of a thing to go out and buy to drop, you know, 40 quid a year on, on Call of Duty. The interesting thing from a business perspective is that Call of Duty, it, it appeals to an older audience and an older audience does tend to have more disposable income to, to spend. So in theory, you might get more people, you know, who engage with the Call of Duty brand that's dropping money on a free-to-play game, which will then continue to make money for Activision. So um, I think the analysts are, are quite are quite hot on this and think it's a good thing and think it's going to be a revenue driver for Activision. It's just, for me, certainly some of the excitement's gone out of the Core Duty brand. But again, I, I, for this, because we're going to be talking about it, I played some of the single-player campaign of Modern Warfare last night. It's really good. Like, it's yeah. really good. It's really exciting. It does that whole... Roller coaster, you know, thing, and makes you feel very much like you're you're a special ops in the military, you know, performing these incredible uh, cinematic moments, but it's still you know it's still the same Call of Duty right I feel, yeah. I feel like you know it's like Assassin's Creed it kind of got to that stage where it was one every year and you just needed a break you need a little bit of a break and then maybe to come back into it but um, still a lot of people out there care about it are you going yeah, to give it a go see, see what it's about um, yeah gonna... well I 100% give it a go if I if I get the chance and everything yeah. Um, but yeah no, it's I've, a time I've, thing isn't
1: it mate? well it's also the time of downloading it because I, I caught my eye that it's like 100 gigs download Jesus. or something insane which
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah I mean I just uh, Borderlands 3 is is, just, is going to hit Steam, I think, in a couple of days' time. So I was pre-loading that last night. I'm on a hundred meg line, and it was taking ages. To, it's like sixty gig for that game. It's, it's, it's getting, uh, it's getting mental. It's crazy, and that's kind of, yeah. So that's
1: kind of the problem with modern gaming is that it's um, obviously, like back in the day when we first started off, yeah. you, a game would come on a CD or yeah, a, a, yeah. A, a floppy disk. Yeah, three point five megabytes.
0: That's what they had to work with. That's right. Um, I don't know, not quite far that that bad. No, no I remember <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when I when I started uh, sort of game journalism it was just about the Xbox 360 launch time, so mm. it was. I remember there was a period there where it was just every week there was just some amazing game. Like it felt like it was like you know uh, Dead Rising, then Tomb Raider reboot, and um, maybe this was maybe this was just before, but like Project Gotham Race. It just felt like there were so many good games that were coming out all the time, and it's still it's still like that, but it's just. Yeah, I mean, the the, the problem I have ne- these days is like, I want to play a game, I want to play Forza, I want to play Gears, and there's like that patch you've got to sit there and watch and download. Oh, it's the for, worst,
1: like, yeah. And yeah. you're just
0: like, ah, you know what, I'll, I'm not bothered, I'm not fussed. Yeah, you're not, like, oh, i to go it. watch the watch Netflix. Yeah, i watch come the back, Netflix.
1: It's still done. Yeah, yesterday I was playing a bit of Zombie Army trilogy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 10 gigabyte uh, update. I need to, <laughs> as, a, as a side
0: note, so Chris and I were in the pub uh, a couple weeks ago there's a few of you guys who are playing uh,
1: zombie, zombie Army, Army Trilogy Four, I believe it is. Uh, it's got a, kind of a clunky name. It's basically Wait, shoot, it's, shooting it's, Nazi zombies in the face. It's a zombie what, zombie, zombie it Army isn't should it? be called. Yeah, yeah Zombie yeah, Army yeah. Trilogy. I don't think they've got Nazi in the trilogy, even though you're basically Batman, you Hitler, are. and yes. a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, it's
0: it's all in the um, it's all in the marketing, definitely. Yes. There's the, the, the Nazis <laughs> there, but I don't think they put it in the title. They
1: do not emphasize that. Probably, part of it. A yeah, good exactly, decision. yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a good good fun game. But yeah, ten gigabytes. I for a patch like, yeah even the thought that a game could be 10 gigabytes but <laughs> well, I guess I mean it's it's Mind just the, the kind of the modern ecosystem it yeah. all is
0: it's 4K uh, textures it's all that stuff
1: yeah that's the thing and obviously uh, a lot of the devs are under a lot of pressure by the publishers to put stuff out there sure. so they have to meet their deadlines Was back in the day I remember games being pushed back months if not sure. years at a time sure. uh, what was that famous John Romero one that got pushed back Daikatana oh Daikatana yeah was a long got time pushed ago. back like a decade or something yeah. decade. Duke Nukem forever obviously that's like, right. that didn't come out until forever
0: similar and when they came out, they were both pretty
1: terrible. They were games. both not great. So yeah, so maybe, maybe that's a, an argument too: rush your game to market, so get it out there, and then just move on to the next thing. And if it's rubbish, these people won't be like, "We waited a decade for this."
0: There's something about that, though, in terms of, of game design, where what is a good so, solid foundation, you know, over, over the course of two years, because game design changes so much can become complete garbage over 10 years. Mm. So like when Duke Nukem came out, I didn't play too much of Daikatana. I read a lot about it in PC Zone at a time because it was John Romero and he was yeah. so revered and he was a sort of a rock star ex. He really,
1: was the first big sort of game and
0: celebrity, I he guess. Was. I mean, Yeah, because he, he used to do like a developer diary or something. me in did. PC Zone. I remember reading that. That's right, yeah. that's right. And um, yeah, with, with Duke Nukem, when it came out, it just felt so dated from mm. from both in terms of like the mechanics of it, because I think the, um, was it Borderlands developers took it over yes. um, to try and get the thing finished. But just in terms of its humor and its design, it just felt very dated, and that's because it was they they added some bells and whistles, but the frame of it was a game design that was essentially ten years old. And so was, if you think yeah. back to what ten years ago in gaming is massively different. Makes it yeah, it makes a big difference definitely. So. Um, next story: Nintendo PlayStation prototype sells for three hundred thousand dollars, and this isn't even including the auction houses auction houses fee. Um, so uh, this is the Fabled and for for a period kind of I, I think a lot of people myself included didn't know it was real um it's a prototype that was the offspring of a short-lived collaboration between Nintendo and Sony uh Sony was supposed to be adding CD-ROM support to the Super Nintendo uh they then went off and created the PlayStation in, instead smart move yeah uh and this is a prototype that uh, uh, an auction uh, an auctioneer called Heritage auctions said is the last remaining Nintendo prototype as the others were probably destroyed uh, and that probably explains why it is now the most expensive gaming object ever at $300,000 um, You can get you can see photos of it online it's, it looks like it looks like Nintendo designed just with a with a cd-ROM. Uh, attachment I don't I mean obviously it won't play any games because there were no games made for it as far yeah. as I know but um, yeah it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy I mean I, this is one that I would like in my collection I think if I had a gaming collection it's, uh, it's a cool it's a cool piece of uh, gaming history
1: <coughs> I suppose it is a piece of heritage obviously it's very unique and as you say there's probably no other, no other <laughs> ones exists, but I, I mean, I've never really been a collector, but I figure if I was going to get a game and console collection on the go, I'd yeah. at least want to have a fully functional console. Sure. That would then play games that you can then occasionally, you know, invite your mates around and sure. crack a couple of beers and, and play a bit of, you know, classic Mario Kart, classic Super Mario Brothers. Well, Whereas can, this is just going to literally sit there and do nothing.
0: You can't keep it. I mean, you, I couldn't keep it here in my in my flat because it's, you know it would just get stolen, right? Yeah, so you, well, you have to keep a, it somewhere else. What do you saying about Croydon, guys? No, i <laughs> Croydon's lovely. It does have a certain amount of knife crime, but it is... Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's up and coming, as they said. But they... But the... Um, yeah, that you wouldn't be able to keep it on display. So I just feel like it would get stolen. Well, exactly.
1: I mean, it belongs in a museum. It does. That's right. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a gaming museum out there somewhere, probably there's, in Japan or. There
0: either. is. Um, yeah, there's 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 certainly um, there there are some very the, if you're a video games collector. Um, I think that's my camera just dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're a collector, Akihabara in Tokyo is is, mm. is the place to oh, go. Such a great place for geeks. It really is. You get is so you get you know original sealed rare. Um, Famicom and uh, going right up to Dreamcast games, which are amazing. But um, there's actually one in Sheffield, which is where I went to university. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's there's a video game museum in Sheffield because I saw someone commenting on this story on the BBC saying that it's you know it's super rare and that's why it's, um, that's why it's sold for so much. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Sony went on to create the PlayStation, which then went on to, to be their gaming arm, which is now responsible for a good chunk of their profits. Yes, good move, definitely. It was a good move. Yeah, it's, it's amazing that so this history was that they were they were supposed to be helping um, add CD-ROM support to the Super Nintendo. So they then went on and created their own um, their own console. But this was this was a prototype that they developed. Um, it's interesting. Do go and have a look at the story if you if you get chance. But um, it didn't say who the buyer who the buyer was. But uh, they'll end up paying another sixty thousand dollars. Once the auction house's buyer's premium is added, which is is uh, absolutely crazy. Oh
1: God. I think I believe I read somewhere it was the owner of pets.com. Oh, is it? Um, right. Yeah, which I have not yeah. I've never been on pets.com. I, I don't have a pets. It's It's <laughs> exactly about pets.com. Pets. Um, yeah, no, kind of. kind of. I'm, I'm guessing the guy's probably minted. I mean, he has to oh, be, sure, right? He's sure. probably not like taking out a second mortgage to buy this thing. Um, sure. So it's probably like, you know, dropping the auction for him or whatever. Sure. But well, at the same time, yeah, like, why not just buy a, a Max because that would be just as useful
0: it, sh- it shows how um, gaming demographics have changed as well because you you would assume that it would be someone from Facebook or so like some, yeah. some kind of <laughs> young probably guy who's got way so much money just being like yeah I'll have that you, exactly, know? If I, yeah. you know if I was on a, um, on a Facebook programmer's salary I might be like yeah whatever I want to have that Playstation process yeah
1: just smash the bonus on that I yeah.
0: mean, anyway um, so the last story is about I've, I don't know if you're interested in this at all Chris but I, I think this is I'm the sort of um person that hates having to grocery shop. So <laughs> I have here in Croydon, they have a waitress a very cool I have to give props to here. They've got here. a waitrose in Croydon. They've got a waitrose in Croydon. I can it. There so you go. amazing fact number one. <laughs> uh, and it's our main supermarket just outside the station. Uh, amazing fact number two is and, and this I found this out just as I was moving about a year ago. They have this scheme that they're trialing. I believe it's going to be rolled out to other areas if it hasn't been already, where they will come and install a Yale smart lock on your door. Mm-hmm. And they, as long as you're comfortable with this, they will come in, deliver your groceries, drop them off into the fridge and uh, and your freezer, and you don't even have to be here. So, oh, you, wow, so, okay. so I feel like that's a future. I've spoken to a lot of people who are deeply uncomfortable, and I get why. Uh, about people just wandering around their ha- their house uh, unattended. They yeah. do film the whole thing. I've never requested it, but you can request a video if you want to afterwards. I've actually been asleep. I've been working late, and I've been asleep the morning after, and they've come in, delivered the groceries, and I've not even woken up, which is probably terrifying. probably shouldn't admit to because <laughs> now I'm going to get robbed. But um, the, I find that's that's a massive convenience saver, and I, anything that helps alleviate the friction of just going to the shops and having to queue up to get food and you know all the rest of it. I should say now I do use the little uh, in Croydon quite frequently. So love a little, uh, love a little, love it. Uh, shout out to the German uh, guys over in the Lidl. <laughs> big, big. Big shout out. out to those guys. Love you guys. Um, but this story is about Amazon's just walk out till free technology is going to be offered to rivals. So right now, if you're an Amazon uh, Prime subscriber and you're in the US and you're in a city like San Francisco, I mean it might be in other cities. I've been to San Francisco and seen this. It's um, you. You basically walk in. You scan your credit card, so it can identify you, and you just pick stuff off the shelves and walk out the store. Yep. And it uses camera technology and depth of field sensors to, to sense what you've picked up. It can it can ascertain whether you're um, whether you're just looking at an item or you put it in your basket. So you, you walk out the store, and it understands what you've bought and and bills you accordingly. So Amazon is going to start licensing that till free technology to its rivals. So basically apparently you can if you're if you're operating a store, you can install these cameras. It's a relatively simple thing to do. You don't crucially have to be an Amazon Prime subscriber. It can still work with any credit card and then it will sense again you going around the store uh and and uh and buying your items the slight difference is that these stores that they're doing in america tend to be your sort of smaller metro style stores so in for for anyone i'm sure tesco metros are everywhere but if Mm. you haven't seen they tend to be very common in cities they're small traditional bigger supermarkets they're massive and that and amazon's tech hasn't really been trialed in those i don't know the square footage but those massive supermarkets so it's more for the smaller you know, you've been to work, yeah. you're a city worker, you get you on your way home. Get your ginsters, your bottle of pot. Exactly. Off, your you healthy know. meal. Exactly. <laughs> so what do you think about do you think this is the future? Would you be apprehensive about doing this or I mean it sounds great from a convenience standpoint, yeah. just
1: literally walk in, grab what you want, bugger off again. That's yeah. great, you know, especially as you say, if you're like running to catch a train or something like that, and see it'd be great in those sure. circumstances. Like you, I hate shopping, so mm. I do all of my grocery shopping online. Oh, just right. get yeah. a Tesco's to deliver it to my door, sure. and then job done. It's uh, scary
0: because you're you're a home worker, as I am a lot of time mm. as well. You can end up not leaving the house. I mean, oh, the, yeah. that's, the dri- that's the dream. <laughs> that is the, that yeah. is the dream. <laughs> not having to look at another human being yeah. in my day-to-day life—that
1: is the, the, dream. the dream. Loving it. Well, I'm sorry to have made you come out for this podcast. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, so the, so this you may well see this being—it's being offered to rivals, whether rivals take it up or not, and then essentially. Because getting Amazon's I mean if you're a retailer now you're at the stage where you're like you're going to have to work with Amazon probably in some it's, it's way. And way it's, so it's basically
1: you learn to live with them or be destroyed mm. by them probably is your two options
0: that's right that's right but, um, but yeah I'd certainly I'd certainly really be interested in this um, this type of technology perhaps the stores and it's rare where I shop this it's only if I'm Cooking a Valentine's meal and I'm trying to impress. I, I go to Marks and Spencers. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like Marks and Spencers is the place to do this. You ought to be the M and S. Because a nice quiche. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or a meal kit or something. Marks and Spencers do actually have this. Um, at my office in Clapham Junction. They have this. Uh, beautiful new store, food store in, in Clapton Junction, and you can um, you can do it all. You can scan on the app, pay on the app, and then just walk out. But this is the just the next level of that, where you just don't even not even any you scanning, just grab, just yeah, exactly, just in the bag. <laughs> that's I mean, for the retailers, that's the dream as well, because you have no at least if you're going around again, so just name dropping. We're not on a commercial, we're not on the BBC. We can name <laughs> stores, but like you go around Tesco and you scan it, you're like, oh my. Shopping's at about 50 quid now. It's probably a lot, you know, yeah, especially maybe, for like maybe a Yeah, back the 24-pack of <laughs> or whatever. Exactly, yeah. but if you're just grabbing indiscriminately, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I've spent like 100 quid on don't, it. You, that's so you don't find out, do you get the credit card so bill? And then the it's bill. Like, uh, so that's it for this week's news. Um, well, time to talk to my guest about what the tech is that they can't live without. We spoke a little bit about at the top of the show, um, you're using the Oppo phone, um, Chris. But like, yes. what's... What are your go-to, What's what are the things that you can't live without? I mean, you you mentioned your water bottle. Yes, can we talk, my, can, my Roku water can we, bottle. Which is famous if you watch any of uh, Chris's videos uh, yes. on YouTube. I, I,
1: can I just point out, I'm not being paid by Roku, not a <laughs> single dime. I literally went to a Roku event, they gave me this water bottle, and it manages to creep into a lot a lot of my videos. That's not because I love Roku, and they pay me vast amounts of money to say so. Mm. It's purely because I drink a lot of water, and I'm too lazy to shift it out of frame.
0: They make, they make good, I mean, that looks like a good water bottle, and they make good set-top t- bottles. i tell you what, world yeah. World. I mean, I'm
1: assuming they just paid a company to blaze their name <laughs> on it. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Good water bottle. T- 10 out of 10. So you, so you travel review. your water bottle. You're doing... You're trying... Uh, can we talk about this? You're trying the intermittent fasting thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so we were out the other week. Uh, uh, someone gets a load of pretzels delivered to the table. <laughs> and, and Chris is like... <laughs> we should name and shame Alistair Stevenson from Trusted Reviews. From Trusted Reviews. <laughs> so we'll yeah. try and get him on the podcast. He, he got <laughs> some uh, pretzels delivered. I was straight in on the pretzels, and you were like, no, 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 I, I try, was it you trying not to eat carbs? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I've got, I've got that kind of annoying frame
1: where if I put on any weight, I basically I just bloat. Right, right. I get these massive love handles. I'm, I'm a skinny little runt, basically. Right. Um, so I, I can't really put on muscle to sort of hide it. I sure. just have to try not to, <laughs> to put on weight. So, yeah, this basically, I follow uh, another good friend of ours, Basil, who uh, used to do Tech and now he kind of does a lot of freelance stuff. Uh, for various publications. That's ba- Basil Cromfley. Basil Cromfley. Uh, our good mate. He, uh, yeah, he recommends not eating anything until sort of midday time and then sort of cramming all your meals into about sort of seven or eight hours and uh, cutting down on the carbs and all the sort of the usual shenanigans. So, if you're not
0: yeah. watching on the video, Chris does look very healthy. He's doing very, very very well. And it's annoying. <laughs> I, I, when I, when I, whenever I've done it, whenever I've um, lost weight, it is because I don't eat things like pretzels, which have basically yes. zero nutritional also, value. I mean,
1: we also then... Drank about two steins of beer. Well, that's it. With, yeah. with several follow-ups as well, so that probably didn't help
0: on the carbs front or anything else. But you but... need to have—I mean—you need to have some fun. I mean, if you're going <laughs> <you're gonna> <laughs> to yeah. sit in a German beer hall and have uh, gin and tonics, and, then something has gone seriously wrong. Yeah. doubt you'd even be able to get
1: a gin and tonic to be that, honest. The,
0: the, the thing I will say is, there's a lot of—you know—if you're having alcohol-free beers, I'm not a huge fan of the taste of them. At least, if anyone has any to recommend them, please get in touch. Oh yeah. But um, that's the—that's the problem. Is that there? There can be a social stigma attached to not drinking. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't be like if you don't want oh, to train, no, done, yeah. you know, and it's, it can help a lot with uh, with keeping weight off and, and just generally being healthy. Just generally, yes. But uh, so you're so you're intermittent fasting, and do you use any apps to kind of track that? That's oh, what God, I've no. no because I sometimes use MyFitnessPal to do that, which is you know just because it's amazing. It's like anything else; it's a ama- it's boring, but it is amazing when you start to write down or track the amount of calories and stuff. Yes. like it's like. Oh, that chocolate bar is you know two hundred calories, and it's you know I have to run for fifteen minutes to get that. To yeah, you see, that I, I don't do the running bits. so right. that would be absolutely just, not advantageous at all right, for me right. whatsoever.
1: The most exercise I ever get is when I turn on my uh, my switch and I put on that Ring Fit. Adventure. Oh yeah, i not use Ring Fit. It's, right. it's, it's all right, you it's know. Right. At first I was like, oh, it's just gonna be like a kiddie workout, isn't it? But if you yeah. boost it up to the maximum level, you end up doing like a hundred squat thrusts oh, and? and like all the, these other things to just just to beat like a crappy little devil-y demon thing. You get on the boss levels, so yeah. I'm. Just just on the floor, like oh yeah. gasping for, for <laughs> breath, because yeah, that'd be squatting, jumping, out, doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's it's actually a proper workout.
0: It's Nice. So, what are the things that you can't live without? Is there, is there anything that you always carry around with you?
1: Tech stuff, yeah. So, uh, whenever I'm out for events or anything like that, it's always noise cancelling headphones. Yeah, hundred percent. I always make sure I've got at least two pairs in my bag, just in case one runs out of batteries. Oh, wow. Right. And I do review a lot of the True Wireless earbuds yeah, these sure, days because sure. sure. there's so many. I'm I'm getting oh. like requests from new brands I've never even heard of like every single day to, wow. to feature their stuff and there's some really good ones so the ones I'm the biggest fan of at the moment is the Creative Outlier Golds okay. which are um, they have sort of bullet style buds um, they're about 70, 80 pounds. Yeah. And they are like right up there in terms of quality with easily past the Samsung Galaxy Buds, past the oh, Apple yeah? AirPods and everything. They, uh, they don't have proper noise cancellation in them, but they are very isolating, so you just bung them in there and it tends to block out stuff. And the quality is fantastic. And the battery life, you get about 10 to 12 hours of life before you have to stick them back in the case. So they will yeah. literally do you through a long haul flight or like all day long, even if you never really sort of take them out. And, and what so. do they,
0: do you know what they retail for?
1: Yeah, so it's around the £70 price okay. point. I think the original RRP was around sort of 99 ish okay. but they're always on discount. Yeah. So if anyone's looking for a pair of true wireless earbuds, 100% recommend those.
0: And they were the... Creative outlay goals, as in creative, creative as in, as yeah. in creative sounds, creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't actually used those. Yeah, there's. Mm. You don't need to spend that. You know, this sort of Apple money. I know a lot of oh, people no. do for the for the for the looks, the prestige. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because they've kind of gone through that stage. I, I was reading an article, I think, on the FT about this. They've gone through that stage of having prestige and it's just like they're kind of uniform now. They're just so
1: common. Oh, God, you see them everywhere. And I've even heard reports, I don't know if this is true, of children getting just a normal pair of wired white headphones, cutting off the wires. Oh, yeah. So they look like AirPods and then chucking them in. So obviously you can't use them for anything, but they just want to look like they they fit in. Which is, uh, yeah, it it kind of makes me want to blow my brains
0: out. But (laughs) where we've come from from when they were announced being, you know, all the... All the jokes about what they look like to now them being kind of iconic. It's, yeah. uh, you've got to give Apple credit,
1: I Oh, yeah, no, they, they definitely they know how to draw people in and sort that's of right. and make, make something classic. I guess that's why they all kind of rested on their laws. Like they know they don't have to change up the iPhone. That's sure. the people will still buy it. Sure, sure, sure. They just want to know they've got an iPhone. And that stuff. notch
0: has got to be going, though. Right? Oh, in God, the, yeah. In that in notch. September's launch. The
1: big fat mustache notch. Yeah, yeah I love
0: it. Um, what about, so, so you said the wireless noise cancelling headphones. I mean, I, I said on last week's show, I feel a bit naked without. Them. I'm using um, the Sony's on 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 this one. The um, XM3s. I always forget. Mm. They've got. A, Sony have overly complicated names. The WHX1000
1: Mark 3s. Apparently, the WH stands for wireless headphones. Makes sense. That's as as pretty, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, Then 1000, then it's Mark 3s. 3. What the M3 stands for.
0: That's That's, that's very. Uh, I should have thought that. That's they told me this. You've had. Minutes. You've had the briefing. Chris has been indoctrinated. <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 I, I've been using those, but I've been using the uh, Bowser and Wilkins PX7s actually this week, and nice. uh, I've left them at the office, but but um, I, will, I will cover them more on uh, on next week's show. So yeah, I, I feel a bit naked without them. I'm obviously wearing some now listening to us while we podcast, but um, certainly on the tube or, or traveling on public transport in general, I need them. I kind of oh, feel yeah. naked without them, it's it's Definitely,
1: yeah just, yeah, just to cut out of it. And planes as well, Like you need them on planes because oh, guaranteed always sat next to the the really chatty couple or, yeah. or, or the, know, baby the screaming or, baby and all, yeah. that, all that sort of cliched stuff. Um, so it's good to cut through all that and tubes and things like that as well. Perfect.
0: And what have um, what have you been working on, and what are you what have you got coming up? Uh, any events or anything? That's... So yeah, so all the MWC stuff that yeah. never happened Didn't basically. Happen, yeah. So yeah,
1: next week we've got Nokia. Week after we've got the Huawei launch, of course, uh, and there should be a few other bits coming up as well. So
0: you mentioned Nokia at the top of the show last year. I remember covering it. Was it had the was it the five lenses on the back? Yes, the okay. the uh,
1: quint lens, I guess. Yes,
0: quint yeah. Lens camera setup. But like, as you were saying, the rest of the phone wasn't that great it was it was great if you're a photographer yeah that's the thing so you're yeah. hoping for a proper nokia flagship which... yeah
1: and that's the thing like in a couple of their the sort of more budgety stuff like the uh the nokia 7.1 7.2 stuff it's it's been a bit um it's not quite there like the mm. performance hasn't been as good as a lot of the rivals uh, such as again from like xiaomi realme mm-hmm. uh do some great smartphones for around that 200 pound price point They yeah. generally get the performance right and solid battery life and everything I think if Nokia can just yeah absolutely nail it mm-hmm. um, on all fronts, then yeah it could be could be really good. And of
0: course they've got the uh, the James Bond tie-in. That's right. So there, there's <laughs> going to be a lot of Nokia talk this year. <laughs> there's um, that's been delayed. We were talking about it on last week's show, which is kind of catastrophic, I suppose. So their phones are going to be in the latest. Yep, start- they've they just uh,
1: yeah their latest press release was uh, Mr Bond himself Daniel wow. Craig will be rocking a Nokia. In some shape or fashion, I don't know if it will
0: squirt acid in people's eyes or what. what you'll be able I don't to do? Want, with that. Yeah, that That far was it? Because, because famously in the in the first one, what was the first one he did? Casino Royale. Casino Royale. It was classic. all Sony stuff, wasn't it? It was kind of yes. obnoxious his <clears throat> Sony laptop, and I think oh my God, all films. of
1: the Sony. Yes, I in fact I remember it was. It was one of the last big laptops that they did. That's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Great little so uh, it'll devices. Be, it'll be Nokia this time. It'll be
1: Nokia this time. time. Obviously, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much they're going to cram. Nokia, if he's going to be using a 3310 or anything like that. The banana phone or any of that stuff. (laughs) But we'll we'll see, I guess. That's
0: old school. And I suppose Nokia will be be coming back in in a way with... um, uh, the new Matrix film as well, because mm. their, their sort of sliding film was very famous from that. I wonder if yes. they'll be integrating into that. Well, That'd be great. I do mean, already I think, at the moment.
1: Yes, and they already obviously revamped, rebooted. I guess the uh, the classic Matrix phone yeah. um, for a fresh new generation. For a new generation. That's, that's, that's sort of terrifying. That that's like twenty years old. Now. That's I know. Just wrong on so many levels. But they
0: seem very met about it. They, they seem yes,
1: definitely. I don't know if they yeah, care that much. That's a thing. The <laughs>
0: motor, the the razor and the the, the folding stuff that Roll is doing that seems. To have more affection, I don't know. Like in terms hmm. of the the not a new generation, but it seems like maybe our generation remembers the original. Oh yeah, one.
1: like that razor was a classic. It like that's one of the fundamental. Yeah. Like if you list your top five most influential smartphones, oh, yeah. or phones in general throughout history, then because yeah, it wasn't quite smart. There. Wasn't, it wasn't it quite had a smartphone. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: it had a web browser on. I think good old but, WAP and yeah. WAP shenanigans. Yeah, I mean that was that was when I I think about fifteen years ago I was on CNET. I was mm. I remember using those phones just pre iPhone sort of two thousand yeah exactly
1: yeah before the whole thing exploded and nothing was the same again
0: Uh, and so anything so highlights from from your channel obviously the oppo phones anything you recommend people watch go away and watch everything, like, everything every, every single great video answer. basically just
1: start at number one I think I've got about 555 <laughs> videos on this there now so just just go from start to finish you'll be all caught up and then we can, uh, we can proceed
0: from there on a serious note though do subscribe to uh, to Chris's channel is um it's great and what do, what do you say so hit subscribe ding that ding the notifications smash bell, that like smash button. the
1: like button and ding and ding the 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 bell. Bell. yeah it's all about the notifications bell you've got to ding that notifications I know, bell I
0: know all the good stuff uh, a couple things are from my side, I've been working with Vodafone and have put, um, well, Vodafone have put a couple of uh, Lewis Hamilton interviews live that we did uh, earlier this year. So um, drones, flew drones with Lewis oh, Hamilton, very nice, That's and cool. play some video games. Quite challenging because um, Lewis is also has a commercial partnership with PlayStation, with Sony PlayStation, and so we couldn't talk more broadly about the fact that he has a PlayStation in his. Um, in his, what they travel around in, in his bus, bus when he's, when t- he's traveling tour. traveling yeah. the world, and he plays Call of Duty with his uh, with his friends. But we did we did play with some pretty um, pretty cool augmented reality stuff, and flew some drones with some uh, professional drone pilots. Um, I, assuming it goes ahead, I'm going to be giving a conference talk about how developers can better work with the press to get coverage for their game and press and influencers and uh, content creators. So um, that's gonna be at develop, which is in, I should know this, but I think it's June or July. So that's uh, later this year the slight caveat of that is everything's getting canceled so I'm slightly yes. concerned about that but we'll see uh, we'll see how that all, fingers crossed it'll all, be all, right. all pans out yeah. um, and yes there's going to be an Asus uh, event later this week on the gaming front so I'm gonna go and check that out uh, you can follow me on Twitter I'm uh, at guy Cocker for uh, for updates on all that sort of stuff and as we mentioned earlier you are at C bar UK am the bold northern guy swearing far
1: too much <laughs> on there.
0: Uh, that's about it for this week's episode all that remains to say is thanks very much to chris Chris, one more time, you're on YouTube. Your channel is... YouTube Expert. Techspert. Yep. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. It's been awesome. Uh, if you have any feedback, please send it to guy at guycocker.com or slide into my DMs on any of those uh, slide channels. Slide in there, yeah. Uh, keep an eye on twitter.com slash guycocker for updates on upcoming episodes. Next week, I'm going to be talking to Alex Todd. Uh, so we'll catch up with him and um, uh, subscribe in iTunes to have these episodes delivered as soon as they're available and if you can leave me a review or rating on iTunes we'll see you next week, buh-bye